Hello and welcome to Jill Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman, alongside Jill Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. He's been published in Forbes and the Wall Street Journal. You see him as the host of Better Money every weekend on Saturday and Sunday morning with Kara Sundlin in Hartford and every Saturday at 7 a.m. in Boston. He's been an analyst for Fox Business and he's written six of his own books, including The Money Map, Forced to Retire, and the wealthy think differently. Joel, what's happening? How are you this week? Doing good, John. I'm excited about the program today. You know, here every week we come to you with advice, with tips on retirement planning, on investment planning. Try to add a little humor to it from time to time. I try to let you know a little bit about my family and how we've dealt with money issues because, of course, my parents went from being very poor to being financially secure but not wealthy. And I kind of grew up in that household where we had to pinch pennies and be cautious. And then I've seen my dad over the last 15 years, you know, really get his financial house in order, being able to save some money. And so we talk about that. You know, we talk about having the right financial plan, the consequences of you not having the right financial plan, the pain that people go through during their lives, whether it's emotional pain from family situations, whether it's around money, you know, how can we help you? Because really what we want to do is we want to help you navigate things around money, problems that can be solved with money, problems that money creates. And we want to do a good job for you tuning into this program week in and week out so that you can tune in, leave with at least a positive outlook on things, certainly, but maybe more than just that, having some tips, having some situations that we've brought up that where you can immediately go back, look at your financial situation and improve it, whether it's taxes, investments, estate planning, whatever it might be, we want to help you improve your financial situation. So again, sit back, listen carefully. If you're in your car, we're going to give you the opportunity later on to, to communicate with us, maybe by text, maybe by phone call and set up a time to visit with us. Um, if you're in your home, take some notes. And we want to make sure that we cover a couple things today. One is, where does it hurt financially? What's going on in the country? What's going on in your lives where you can improve your finances? And also then, what's going well? What can we aspire to when it comes to retirement, finances, children, grandchildren, all the wonderful things that we have to look forward to in the future? And how can we make sure that your finances are set up to serve you in those areas of hopes and dreams? Well, the reality is that Everybody can benefit by having those conversations and, and dreaming and looking toward the future and figuring out what you need your money to be doing. But a lot of people just can't focus on it, just can't find the time to actually look at what's going on with their money until one day they wake up and find themselves between jobs. And that could be because they were laid off or fired or just had to step away for their own reasons, maybe health or just you know mental anguish at the place you're working. Um, but the good thing about stepping away or being between jobs for whatever reason is that it can present some opportunities for you. So let's talk about, Joel, some of the challenges and opportunities that you need to be thinking about if you're in between jobs. Like, for instance, one of the questions you might want to answer for yourself is now may be the time to pursue a new career. Sure. I mean, that's the first thing that maybe you should ask. You. Well, I guess the first thing is, do I need to work more? Um, but then if you do need to work or you choose to work, should you completely change careers? Is this a chance to branch out and explore a career path that 
maybe you've been thinking about but you haven't considered before? Or do you want to stay within the same career that you've had? We've had people that have retired, maybe an engineer that's worked for a company for 20, 25 years, retired and completely switched fields and gone to work for Home Depot because they're handy. They like to you know, build things. They enjoy talking to people about um, tools and lumber and, quite frankly, all the things I don't know much about. And so that would be an example of a career change. So I think one of the first things is to figure out, do you need to continue to work? But then do you want to do a career change? Is, are there more opportunities out there in another field? Some people go from a desk job to more of an outside sales job. There's all kinds of opportunities, especially with what's going on in the economy right now, for a career change. And it could be maybe that that change is taking you in a self-employed route. Maybe you've wanted to make that leap before, and now your hand has kind of been forced. Right. I mean, I can think of of an architect we have as a client that that worked for somebody else um, for a few years, didn't like working for another person, and kind of didn't like the way the company was run, and struck out on his own and has done better on his own than he ever would have done in that previous job. But he's also much happier. So the question is, do you have a skill set or a side gig that could actually translate into full-blown self-employment? Uh, maybe you've considered a hobby and figuring out how to make money on that. Um, you know, other things where you haven't even taken the leap because you've been forced to stay in the job that you're in. So, I, I mean, I think that's one of the things to explore is, number one, could you work for yourself? You know, if you're a self-starter and you're disciplined, then maybe so. And then do you have a skill that maybe a lot of people don't have? And it could be a blessing in disguise that you have the opportunity now because you're between jobs. What about the question, Joel, of health insurance? That's a big issue for a lot of people who are between jobs, especially in our somewhat complex health insurance market right now. I know you probably had to counsel folks through just exactly what do we do on this front. Well, we've had this question so many times. I actually wrote a book a couple of years ago called Forced to Retire, which, by the way, as a listener to this program, you can call in and certainly request that. We give that to you when you come in for a, for a second opinion for a visit. But in my book, Forced to Retire, we talk about the seven things that you need to answer for yourself to get your financial house in order if you have been forced to retire or if you've been forced out of a job. And health insurance is a big one. What are you going to do if your employer was covering your health insurance before, you have an option called COBRA. That doesn't mean you should take that option, but uh, COBRA stands for uh, COB is some kind of a government acronym. Uh, RA is Reconciliation Act. That was a law that was put into place. So when people leave their jobs or lose their jobs, I should say, they can continue to pay for the health insurance that they had through their employer. Now, you might not want to go on COBRA. It may be more expensive than going into the marketplace, uh, the exchanges, both Connecticut and Massachusetts, where you're hearing this program right now, have exchanges. And sometimes buying insurance through the exchange is less expensive than buying on Cobra. I have a son that's a mechanic that lives up in Brighton. He buys through the exchange and it's pretty darn good coverage. So, uh, you know, maybe also you are married and you can go on to your spouse's health insurance plan, but it's definitely being between jobs. You need to figure out what to do about health insurance. And that may end up being one of your highest expenses um, while you're between jobs or even if you strike out and work for yourself. One of the things you may want to be thinking about if you're between jobs is what do you do with your 401k? Is this a good time for a 401k rollover where before maybe your money was trapped in that account, but now you can roll it to an IRA and do whatever you want with it? 
Well, and again, in that book that I wrote called Forced to Retire, this is another issue we talk about, not just health insurance, which we just talked about a moment ago, but what to do with that 401k. Uh, You are not the client of the 401k. Just make that very, very clear. If you have a 401k, the company is the client. The corporation that set up that 401k is the client. You are merely a participant. If you want to be a client, have a direct relationship with either the investment company where the money is or have a financial advisor uh, be your advisor on that 401k, most of the time you need to roll that money out of the 401k into an IRA, which is a tax-free transaction, moving the money from the 401k over into an individual retirement account. And that gives you more flexibility. It gives you more control. It's also possible that money was trapped in a 401k. It could be after-tax money that's trapped in a 401k where upon rolling it over, you can get that after-tax money into a Roth IRA. Creates a stream of income that could be tax-free forever if you follow some simple rules. So now that you've separated from the company, most people, not in every single case, but in most cases, it makes sense to roll over that 401k either into an account that you self-manage or get the help of a financial advisor where it can be managed in a way that fits you as an individual. Come up with a unique plan for that money and coordinate it with the other funds that you have invested either in retirement or for retirement. One of the considerations, if you've recently been fired or laid off, there may or may not be some severance there, but in a lot of cases we need to think about just how do we handle that severance? Do we park it all in the bank? Do we Try to invest some of it. How do you counsel people on that? Well, the first question I always ask people is, do you have the option to either take it in a lump sum or monthly installments? Some companies want to pay it all out at once in a lump sum. That doesn't bode well for you, the employee, because they're going to take a big chunk of taxes out. You'll get the taxes back down the road, but they'll take a chunk of taxes out as if you make that every month, that big severance amount. You know, if they'll pay you in monthly installments, usually that's a little better. It's a little more palatable for figuring out your monthly budget. Uh, And also, usually the taxes are less, or I should say the withholding is less when you do that. So which option is best for you? And then if you don't need the money right off the bat, should you just leave that money in the bank until you find a new job? I like having a lot of cash on hands for emergencies. I know a lot of financial advisors, a lot of stockbrokers want to get their hands on that cash and invest it right away. I'm a big fan of not only the cash that you need, but a little buffer. Um, It is a powerful position of strength that you have when you know that you have enough cash so that you do not have to touch your investments. So if you have a half a year or a year set aside of cash and you don't have to touch your investments unless some grave, grave emergency happens, you wouldn't believe the relaxation it creates. So have enough cash, but that severance decision, whether to take it in a lump sum or monthly installments, for most people, monthly is better, but you may not have the choice, especially if you work for a big giant company. You mentioned a lot of taxes being withheld from your severance, and that brings up another thing we need to be thinking about when it comes to being between jobs is, is it an opportunity for some kind of tax planning that wouldn't otherwise work? Well, it's always an opportunity. Anytime you have a shift in income, up or down, or you go into an area, as we talked about, let's say now you're self-employed, there's always an opportunity for tax planning. In fact, Regardless of any events, there's always an opportunity for tax planning. Most people pay more taxes than they need to. So depending on you know when during the year you separate from your employer, how they pay and the timing of how they pay out that severance, if any, um, you may have some tax implications to think about and to plan for. If you receive a lump sum, you might have a 
big, big high tax bill. And if you can spread that out over a period of time as far as severance payments, if you can spread that out, might be much better. We just talked about that a moment ago. Um, if your time between jobs is going to make your income this year less than it normally is, wow, you may have an opportunity to do a Roth conversion. Again, moving money from a taxable IRA account into a Roth account that's tax-free forever. Anytime you have big swings in income up or down, it presents wonderful, wonderful opportunities for tax planning. So we're talking about people who are between jobs because quite frankly, any percentage of our audience at any given moment is going to fit that category. And there's some very specific planning that you need to be doing and opportunities you can take advantage of. But Joel, the opportunities for good planning and the help you can give yourself really applies to anybody, whether you're between jobs or not. You just have to find a way to make time for it and move it up the priority list. So what can people do if they want to get that advice, want to get that help? What can you do for them? Well, we can do, we can create a custom plan. I mean, you should have a custom retirement plan, a custom retirement income plan, a custom investment plan. Not some cookie cutter plan that you've either created by yourself or some computer program or some stockbroker that doesn't even understand your needs has created. No, a custom plan that serves you. I mean, here's some questions that you really should have answered. What are the tax implications of your savings? Is there a way to save money on taxes down the road by doing something today. It's about reducing your taxes over your lifetime, not just reducing your taxes this year. Do you have a plan for that? Do you have an income plan in place to be sure that you aren't in danger of either running out of money or having such a bad year that you've got to cut back on your income because you've got too much exposure to the stock market? Do you have a plan to address inflation? We're all living longer. What about long-term care? Uh, What about if you're under 65 healthcare situations, health insurance situations. And then what about leaving a legacy to either your children, your grandchildren, if you don't have kids, loved ones, maybe charities that you care about. There's a lot to be discussed and we want to help you with that. It's part of our Money Map Retirement Plan process. Uh, We want you to come in, visit with us and get your custom Money Map plan. It really consists of about four things that are customized to you. This is not a cookie cutter plan, folks. It's number one, a retirement income plan. It'll show you if you're going to be okay for the rest of your life, if you're going to run out of money or not. And then maybe more importantly, what rate of return you need on your money to be okay. Are you going to run out of money? You don't need to have any doubt that you're going to be okay by getting that income plan from us. An investment plan to assess the amount of risk that you're taking and make sure that that's appropriate. Taxes, looking at taxes and making sure that taxes aren't eating your savings away. We used to call the tax bucket a leaky bucket. You could have money leaking out of the bottom of the bucket because you're paying more in taxes than you need to. So give us a call. Get your own customized money map. We're going to open it up for the next 15 callers. If you call and you're one of the next 15 callers, we will sit down with you and give you your custom plan, your money map, personalized to you. So call right now, 1-800-705-1232. Again, that's 1-800-705-1232. Come on in, get every one of these questions answered. You will leave with a tremendous peace of mind and also with a plan to walk out of our office with. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. You can call or you can text, whichever's easiest for you. Include your first and last name if you're texting. 
And it's so easy to say, yeah, this sounds like something we need to do at some point. I need to take care of this. Or you're kind of saying to your spouse, honey, this is something we should be thinking about down the road. Well, it's so easy to procrastinate and say you're going to do it someday, but then someday never comes. Or you do it right when it's too late and you've already missed some opportunities for good tax planning or other things that you could have done to really help yourself in the future. All you need to do right now is reach out and say that you'd like some help. We'll work out the details with you later. Don't worry about whether or not you have your calendar in front of you right now. Right now, just reach out and tell us you'd like to help. 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. Call or text, whichever's easiest for you. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies, the author of six of his own books, including The Money Map, Forced to Retire, and The Wealthy Think Differently. Joel, I'm going to throw out some rules of thumb that a lot of people listening have probably heard before. I want you to tell us if these rules of thumb are actually helpful to us or not. Are they things that you use in retirement planning as an advisor. So the rule of 100, explain to us what that means and is it something worthwhile or not? Well, the rule of 100, and I'm going to explain it in just a minute, but let's just talk about these rules to begin with. All of these rules, they are starting points for a discussion. They should be a catalyst for you beginning to have a discussion, beginning to develop a plan. And they're really meant to figure out, to tell you if you're way off from the rule are from the areas that you should be in. So let's let's talk about the rule of 100. John, you mentioned the rule of 100. The rule of 100 simply says, if you take 100 and you subtract your age, the number left over, that is the percentage of your money that should be at risk. So 100 minus your age equals a certain number. That number is the percentage of your money that should be at risk of loss, at risk of loss in the market or in any other investment. So let's take my dad. My dad's 82. If you take 100 minus 82, you have what? You have 18. 18% is the amount of money of his that should be exposed to stock market loss or should be invested in anything where he could lose money. Now, again, it's a rule of thumb. I'll tell you right now, my dad has a little bit more than 18% of his money exposed to the market. Why? Well, one is he's financially secure, so he can afford to have a little bit more. But the other is that you know he doesn't really need all of his money, and he's looking at some of that money for kids, for grandkids, for two of the charities that he's very involved in. And so he doesn't mind taking a little bit more risk. But the key is here start a conversation around these rules, see if they contradict your retirement plan. Now, if my dad, who's 82 years old, if we took 100 minus 82 and he's supposed to have about 18% of his money at risk and he has half of his money at risk, that's probably unwise unless somebody is extremely wealthy. To have 50% of their money at risk at age 82, I don't care how much you intellectually know on paper that the market's always going to come back and all those phrases that the brokers tell you, it is going to hurt a lot and it's going to cause a lot of emotional pain if your portfolio drops by 20%, 30% because you have too much money at risk. So the rule of 100, 100 minus your age, that's the approximate amount of money that you should start a conversation about having at risk. Again, my dad, 100 minus 82, approximately 18% should be at risk according to the rule of 100. So there you go. The rule of 100, a good place to start a discussion. How about 
The 75% rule. 75% of what are we talking about here? Well, that's the one that says once you retire, you're going to need 75% as much income as you had while you were working. So if I was working and making $150,000 a year, 75% of $150,000, I think right off the top of my head, is $112,000. So if I'm making one hundred and fifty dollars I'm going to need $112,000 a year in retirement. I would say right now to you that that is one rule that really needs to be ignored completely. Some people want more income in retirement because they're going to do a lot of things they've been putting off for a while. Other people might only need 30, 40% of their income because they've been living way below their means. And so this is up to you, but you really need to figure this out with a good, solid financial plan and maybe with some professional help. How much of your income do you actually need in retirement? We don't even like to pay attention to what you were making before you retired and try to figure out some percentage. We just do a full financial plan based on your goals and your needs. And then we come up with that number that we want to target, giving you as income month after month. I know most people, Joel, have heard of the 4% rule. We hear about that a lot in magazines and financial television shows and things like that. So the 4% rule is what? Well, that basically says you take all your investments and whatever the total of that is, you can take out 4% of that per year. So if you have a million dollars saved, $40,000 per year, and you don't have to run out of money. Um, This is not very scientific, and you're taking a lot of risk if you just use this rule uh, as a blanket kind of a, a platform for you taking retirement income. You need a customized retirement income plan. Uh, According to Morningstar a few years back, they revised this rule and now they say you can only take out 2.8%. Very few of our clients would be happy with only taking 2.8% income off of their nest egg. So what we would implore you to do is get a customized income plan. So number one, you start with what you need and then you see if your portfolio will support that income need. But definitely on this 4% rule. Don't just use that as a blanket statement. You'll probably get in a lot of trouble if you do that. Last one we'll mention here, Joel, is the rule of five. So we've talked about the rule of 100, the 4% rule, the 75% rule. What's the rule of five? Well, the rule of five is on average, we experience a bear market about every five years, sometimes a little bit longer than that, but about every five years. And we are way overdue. So if nothing else, all the things that we've talked about today think about the fact that we haven't had a really, really bad market since 2008 and the beginning of 2009. We are way overdue. Is your portfolio positioned for that? You know, we've talked about these rules of thumb. They're kind of fun to talk about. Uh, Like I said, most of them are just the beginning point of a conversation. What you really want to have is a customized financial plan. What we're talking about is having a plan where your investments serve the plan, not leading with the investments, not becoming obsessed with the investments, having that financial plan that is your roadmap that shows you exactly where you want to go in the future and how you're going to get there based on the proper use of investments. And I want to give that to you. It's our money map plan. Call now, get your money map, come into one of our offices, sit down with an advisor, get your customized money map. There's absolutely no obligation. Just call, set up a time to come in 1-800-705-1232. One more time, 1-800-705-1232. Call or just text. We'll get back to you and we'll set up a time for you to come in and visit with us and we'll take the next 15 minutes worth of calls. If you can call in the next 15 minutes, we'll do that. Absolutely no obligation. You leave our office with a plan. You decide if you want to come back and have us help you implement that plan. 
Again, 800-705-1232 is the number to call or text. 800-705-1232. When you come in for your Money Map Retirement Review, you'll get a copy of one of Joel's books. We mentioned them earlier. The Wealthy Think Differently, The Money Map. You pick which one you want. That's yours to take with you when you come in for your Money Map Retirement Review. More importantly, you'll get that clarity, that easy-to-understand analysis of where you stand right now and what you need to be thinking about moving forward as it relates to your retirement planning. 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. Call right now. Let us know you'd like the help. We'll work out the details later to make that happen for you. 800-705-1232. That's all we have time for on this week's program. Thanks for tuning in to Money Wisdom for Joel Johnson. And everybody at Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies, we bid you a great week. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents in all appropriate jurisdictions.